to Valley of the Sunset, a Vampire the Masquerade V5 Chronicle set in Phoenix, Arizona. We are joining our kindred this evening, the night after Elysium. Um, a lot was revealed, a lot was, uh, a lot transpired at this event, and certainly there is going to be fallout tonight. We're going to begin with Melinda. Melinda, you presumably went home to your haven yeah, last night to finally rest in your own bed. I think I haven't been home in like two nights. It's been a couple of nights, yeah. But you awaken and your body has restored itself. Uh, your kindred vitae has healed your, the remainder of your wound and your foot is fully restored. Um, I think the first thing that Melinda is going to do is paint her toenails because <laughs> she's she's happy what, it's back. What color does Melinda choose? Um, she's going to pick light blue. Mm -hmm. Um, and then she's going to um, actually, she's going to paint both like her toenails and her like hands also like light blue in and she's going to wear all pink all right melinda you awaken you dress in all pink what's what's the kind of the look is this like a business look are you going really high fashion um so melinda is trying to take another approach i mean she's still who she is but um she's going to try to look more responsible more like Someone that Eloise can keep trusting. Mm -hmm. um, so she probably is going to try to find an old suitcase that she's been like storing in the back of her. No, in her basement, probably where she had all like this executive outfits. And she's going to find a like a button down blouse. That's like she's still going to try to connect to like. Her elements with the colors, but it's going to be more like the blouse, the 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 pants. A little, a little more corporate looking, perhaps. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Very good. Maybe so you get dressed. Like the pants are a lighter, like a darker shade of pink. Mm -hmm. Blouse is lighter. So she, and then she's gonna put her hair up in a ponytail. Um. But she's still going to wear her her stones. She's still going to put them in the pocket. Oh yeah, of like, course. She's not going to lose. Of herself. course. So dressing yourself for the evening, you're not very hungry, uh, so mm -hmm. you don't really need to go feed at the moment. Uh, which which color moped are you taking? You got like pink and blue going on. Um, she will take the blue one. All right. She doesn't want to be like the Pink Panther. You know, like, <laughs> and do you intend to go straight to the hotel? Um, yes. Yeah, I don't think she has any other business. Um, she will make sure that um, before she leaves her haven, she will text um, Rochelle and. Um, oh, my God. What's his name? Um, uh, Jason. You're talking Jason. about the Tremere Regent. Yeah, why do I always think of Jackson? Okay, Jason. <laughs> um, to just confirm their meetings. And then she will head to the hotel. All right. 
So with that, you speed off into the night. And we will move our scene out into the desert, into the caves, where Shep rises from his pool. Uh, make me a rouse check for waking up, please. That is a success. So I'm right. still at two hunger. Still at two hunger. Very good. And Shep, um, what business, what early evening business do you have tonight? I don't particularly have anything out here. Um, I assume the cave is empty. It is. You find yourself alone. I don't have any reason to go see Siobhan, so... I think I will just head in to the hotel, because that's where... That's where shit's gonna get real. <laughs> so, quickly dressing yourself, you head out into the night, into the desert, for your walk to... To work, as it were. And let's now bring our scene out to a quiet little trailer park on the edge of town. Jeffy, you awaken in your familiar surroundings, opening the hatch and climbing up into your old familiar bedroom. So, yeah, into the bedroom, gets dressed. Probably, uh, you know khaki cargo shorts tank top as usual still keeps all the locks on so he undoes all of his locks closes mm -hmm. the crawl space door heads out into the living room and you immediately hear the familiar noise of the television playing the evening news mama sitting on the couch looking healthy healthier than you've seen her in years her eyes are focused on the tv she doesn't have any snacks around her in fact uh, she has a bottle of water at her side hey there oh, mama. jeffy you're finally up son yeah hey hey there mama you're looking pretty good today how you feeling i'm feeling much better i don't know what them doctors gave me but my heart feels stronger than it has since i was a uh, 20 years old well, I'm so glad to hear it, Mama. I mean, ah, oh boy, you just, you look great. I see you're drinking water. Yeah, no Pepsi today. That's, that's, that's a good step. I like it. I've been real thirsty. Yeah. Real thirsty, she says. Jesus. Um, hmm. It's a little harder to sneak Vitae into water. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and remember, if if you are intending to keep the uh, Camarilla traditions, you do have to feed her directly from your vein. And she is your ghoul now. She does kind of need to... Maybe, maybe it's time to have the talk with Mama. Yeah, yeah, I guess there's, less, there's less no she way to... accidentally, Lest she accidentally break the masquerade. Yeah, there's not really any uh, surreptitious way to make sure I fully bond her before... Uh before everything happens so yeah well um oh, all right so mama we're, we're we're gonna have to do a little bit of a hmm what's the word i'm looking for one of them um debriefs i think is what they call it 
scooch over, scooch over. And he goes to the couch and sits down next to Mama. You got something to tell me, son? Yeah. Yeah. Something important. Something, um, now don't get mad. Something, something I've been a little bit keeping. You got trouble with the law now. Well. We ain't got money for a, a lawyer, Jeffy. Oh no, it's it's not not about money. Don't don't you worry. Trouble with the law, uh, not exactly, uh, but kinda. Um, here, just just, and he'll like grab one of her hands, and be like, "So, you know how, you know, I, I work at the hotel, right? I'm always asleep during the day, and you only ever see me come out when when the sun comes out." Uh, well, there, there's a pretty good reason for that. And hey, you got a night job at yeah, the hotel. Yeah, it's a little bit more than that, uh, Mama. It's also kind of tied up in, uh, well, fuck, I might as well just show you. And he'll like, uh, like descend his fangs from his gums. I mean, like, Mama, I've been, uh, I, well, I've been a, a vampire, vampire, uh, we call ourselves Kindred, for uh, a, c- a couple of years now, and I kind of, maybe, am the one that saved your life. Uh, it, it weren't no miracle, <laughs> I just, uh, well, well, I did it, it was me, and then it'll like put the fangs back up. Her face is a mask of shock. Yeah. Yep, I know. Yeah. She seems to be speechless as she regards you with wide eyes. So, we're going to have to have a few rules. And also, I I hate to tell you this. What did you do to me, boy? Well, I I mean, I I made you healthy. What'd you put in me? Uh, I drank some from you, from your wrist. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and then I got, and then I got better. Yeah, that that's a well, it's like blood. It's called vite. Um, it's a, it's it's like kind of magical, magical blood. And um, well, I'm gonna have to do it again, and then again. If you don't want to like die immediately. Cause if it wears off, then you're just gonna go right, right back into that, that there coma, there, Mama. But Jeffy, but, roll, roll me your charisma and your persuasion to see how well you can get through to Mama. Fair enough. It's a lot. It's a lot. Hmm. That's gonna be two successes. Doesn't really make sense to spend two, a little power on this. Yeah, yeah. Two successes is uh, is enough. And then. Uh, them co-workers of yours, are they vampires too? Yeah, yeah, but, uh, well, well, hell, there's a lot of rules, mama. And, uh, first rule, don't use the V word. If you want to call them anything, uh, we, we call ourselves kindred. And that, that's the only word you should use to talk about us. And you should only, only, I mean this mama, only ever talk about this stuff with me. Don't go talking to any of your friends don't go on the internet don't do any of that kind of shit because if people find out 
well, it's not just going to be bad for me and my friends. It's going to be it's going to be bad for you, too. I always worried that you'd fall in with the wrong crowd. And I never imagined they'd be kindred. Kindred? Is, am I saying that right? That's that's real good, Mama. That's real good. You got it there. And <sighs> Jeffy. You're so much like your daddy. Well, well, well now, I, hold on. I, I didn't do it on purpose, Mama. It's, uh, it's, uh, well. How'd you, it happen? How'd it happen, boy? Well, you, you remember I was going, taking them night school classes so I could, uh, so I could take care of you and, you know, all the, you know, all them classes I took. Well, uh, Dr. Dr. Bakersfield, you remember me talking about Dr. Bakersfield? I told you don't go to them liberal colleges. Yeah. It's filled with le- leftist, socialist, vampiric ideology. <laughs> oh, mama, 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 mama. Vampire ideology is a whole can of worms. But uh, my 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 professor was uh, he's he's kindred. He's kind of a big deal, actually. A big big name in the in the community, if you will. And well, uh, took took a little bit of a liking to me, I guess. Uh, something about my, I don't know, my condition. And, uh, well, one night I was heading home from class on my way back to the El Camino. And, uh, he, he, he jumped me. And, uh, w- well, uh, kill, killed me. Drank, drank down all, all of my blood. And, uh, and now here I am. And you just been, been here, been living in the trailer, working at the... The motel down the road, ever since. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's like a whole, this whole kind of like hierarchy, where there's, you know, uh, Arizona has a prince. There's a prince who runs the whole thing. I guess technically there's two, but that's uh, that's that's a story for another, another night, I guess. Um, and well, uh, when you join up, they they give you a job. It turns out my job is to to work down work down the La Quinta. Uh, Eloise is technically in charge. She's still my boss, you know. She's in charge of the whole the whole group. Uh, coterie, coterie is what we call ourselves. And uh, yeah, it's not just hotel working though. Sometimes we got to get a little bit. I don't know. What's the word? Uh, political, I guess. Well, I just hope you're standing up for your good conservative values that I raised you with. I don't know what uh, kindred politics are like, uh, but if there's there's a solid libertarian candidate, I hope you're supporting that one. Yeah, yeah, Mama. Uh, more more like a you know like an old old fashioned Republican. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't don't you worry. Like I'm a not, Ronald I'm not... Reagan type. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you you could say that. You could say that. Uh, and, well, I just, I just gotta let you know, uh, I did kinda, I did kinda break a lot of rules, uh, keeping my, keeping my relationship with you, staying here, being around, so, uh, we're gonna need to figure out what to do about that. Uh, I can't exactly introduce you to my kindred folk as mama. So we're going to have to come up with some kind of ruse. We'll do it. We'll do it together. You know, it'll be great. 
and um, hey, one one uh, good bonus for you uh, if if you keep on uh, you know uh, taking my vitae, you, you're gonna you're gonna live forever too. He seems kind of dazzled by that. Oh, live forever. As long as you keep, well, keep taking my vitae. Well, Jeffy, as long as you and I stick together, I know we'll get through anything. And we'll figure all this out, son. You you don't worry about it. We'll we'll figure all this out. Yeah, Mama. We're we're gonna figure it out. And we're gonna you know, I, if anything, this is a big uh, load off my mind. I've been creeping around, hiding things for so long, I feel feel kind of free. Now, of course, we're probably going to have to move. Oh, uh, yeah. And and we could fake my death. You know, we can't, if you've been living here, uh, sneaking all this time. I mean, we can't, if I'm going to be meeting some of these people, we can't have them tying, tying us back together, of course. No. And Mama talks almost as, as if she's planned a murder before. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did clean up that crime scene when she killed Ron, so. She did indeed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I tell you what, how about, um, how about your first job as a, as a new member of the, yeah, member of the community? Uh, how about, how about you drop some plans tonight? I gotta, um, well, I gotta go to the hotel and, uh, kinda, you know, man, I'm gonna have to eat some humble pie. I, uh, I may, may have taken all the money from the hotel to, uh, pay the hospital. But hey, if, if we, if we kill you then we don't have to pay any more money to the hospital. I just, I'm going to have to pay back. Uh, I'm going to have to pay back Miss Eloise. She probably knows by now. Oh, hell, I'm going to be in so much trouble. Well, I'm sure she'll understand, Jeffy, as long as you just explain everything to her, and uh, you'll make that money back. You're a real good worker. You're, you've always been a real hard worker. You're right, Mama. Th- thanks for that. You're you're absolutely right. And don't you worry anything about all of this stuff here, I will I will take care of everything, son. You just trust mama. All right, mama. That that sounds good. Now 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 before I go though, uh just a little gonna have to top you up a little bit little bit of vitae, if you don't mind. And she will accept if you bite into your you're gonna do the wrist again. Yep, bite the wrist. Give her the, mm-hmm. the uh rouse check. Yeah, so make a rouse check to see if that makes you hungrier. It does not make me hungrier. Very good. Uh so Mama drinks of your vitae, and she is now uh, two steps blood bonded to you. And I'll mark down a stain, I guess. Yes, uh, one stain against mm-hmm. your humanity. And uh, lick lick the wound closed, and just uh... all right. Well, uh, that's that's that. Uh, don't don't go doing anything, you know. Don't go doing anything yet. Uh, just just make the plans, because we're gonna have to talk about. Where to move? I, I have some pretty specific conditions that uh, uh places that I can be. So uh, so we're gonna have to get that all sorted out. But you know, you get started on that, and uh, I'll, I'll talk to you uh, b- before the sunrise. All right, Jeffy. Well, you have a good night at work, son, and you don't worry about don't worry about me. I'll stay right right here. I'll stay put. <laughs> all right, Mama. Thanks. And he'll like tentatively go in for a hug. She will happily, readily hug you. All right, Mama. I think this is the start of a wonderful, wonderful new chapter in our lives. <laughs> She'll like pinch your cheek as you're you're pulling back. Well, you better get off. Don't make Eloise more mad, son. Oh man, you're right. Okay, bye, Mama. And he'll just like off to the El Camino. 
back back oh. to the Bella Muerte. Back to the Bella Muerte. All right, so Jeffy has left Mama. So now we bring our scene to the Hotel Bella Muerte. So Eloise, you awaken in your bed, in your room, at the hotel. Probably have a lot of feelings about how how Elysium went for you. Yeah. Um, Eloise is... Uh, she's probably mostly scared and, like... I don't know. Maybe she has the self-awareness to be like, I really could have played that better. Um, but I think <laughs> could have played it worse has... though too. What? I said you could have played it worse though too. That's true. Um, but I think more so she like she's got more ego than I do. So maybe she's more like doesn't allow herself to see like to have that self-reflection as much. Um, but she's kind of like, oh shit, like, we really have to prove ourselves to this prince now, because she said she knew about the pool and everything, but maybe she knows more, maybe she knows or has a sense that we were plotting against her, and so we really need to dedicate, or to show her where our loyalty is now, at least. Yeah. All right, so Eloise, you arise. Uh, so make a rouse check. Ooh. See if you get hungrier when you awaken. I'm good. All right, you awaken in your room. Go about. Do you go about your normal evening routine? Are you just as chipper about it? Um, not as chipper about it. I think she's probably going to. Instead of using her fancy teacup and everything, she's just going to use one of the shitty paper cups. Um, so she's like kind of going through the motions, putting on her <laughs> clothes, but not with as much care. You're maybe a little bit wrinkled, a bit disheveled tonight, which is a little uncharacteristic for Eloise. Mm-hmm. And you are awaiting the rest of your coterie to arrive. Do you have any business at the hotel before anyone else gets there? Uh, of course, Foxglove is already there. Um, probably um, trying to babysitting Molly. Um, probably should fill her in. What did you say, Ed? Should probably fill her in on what's happened. <laughs> yeah. She also, which, so remind me, so. When the money was stolen, mm -hmm. like what would I, was it in a place where I would have noticed that it was gone right away? Oh yeah. I mean, it was like all of the money in, and the register at the bar and, um, at your front desk, it was, um, all of the money in the safe and it was all of the money in your secret safe that you weren't sure if Jer Jeffy knew about, but Jeffy did know about. Hmm. Um, so he literally cleaned out, like, every bit of cash that he could get his hands on in the Hotel Bella Muerte. Okay. And so... And he did this on the cameras. Like, he didn't even yeah. bother trying to erase the footage. He grabbed the cash. So you have footage of Jeffy doing all of this. 
Okay, so what time did we get home last night? I'm wondering, like, if that was a last night discovery or a this morning discovery or this evening. I would think probably this evening because I think you probably got home from Elysium late enough in the evening and the the, the events of that were, like, probably weighing on you enough that you mm-hmm. didn't immediately notice that the cash was missing. Okay. Um, but I think I think when you're, like, like going about your nightly business and you're, like, counting the drawer for, to di- for like, tonight – you realize there is no money. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, or you might even you might even have a note from the day crew, like the the day staff, because you know you do employ a, a couple of mortals to run the hotel during the day. That like, hey, the um, there wasn't any cash in the till this morning. Don't know what to do, Miss Eloise. Like, please advise. <laughs> okay. So Eloise is gonna find like the notes and the empty stuff, and she's gonna like start to panic, and then look under under the desk in the corner where her little safe or whatever is no it's gone all of it's gone um and then she's gonna go to the up like bring up on her computer the security cameras and flip through and you watch as jeffy in a hurry moves through the place knowing where you hide all of the cash goes to each spot and empties it so she's gonna rewind it and like watch it happen like 10 times because she can't believe her little mentee protege um would betray her in such a fashion and then not say anything Mm -hmm. So you take some time to to soak this in, this fresh betrayal. You would expect this from from Melinda or Foxglove, perhaps, this kind of behavior. Uh, Maybe even Shep, if he was in a really dire circumstance. But Jeffy, Jeffy would always ask first. She just can't believe it. So as you, are you, as you're sitting in your office, do you... Have any other business before your coterie arrives? You know, you have a lot to talk about when they do get here. How is Eloise feeling about Deacon? You were kind of partners in crime a little bit on this, and then he kind of got outed. Now he's blood hunted. He's still a member of your clan, though. It's, It's a very complicated situation. It is complicated, and Eloise... I think has some feelings of like she's betraying him, but she keeps telling herself because she is a woman uh, who believes in law and order and the chain of command um, that he's the one that um, is betraying that and operating counter to her core beliefs and values and it is kind of turning her like she that mental gymnastics is making her now resentful and mad at Deacon because he (laughs) almost led her to violate her own core beliefs everything that you've been working for was was almost gone just as quickly as it was for mm-hmm. for Deacon by playing on her loyalty to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So she's what just feeling very shit. turned upside down. And now she's like, I'm being betrayed from above and below now. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Not a good position for Eloise to find herself in. Yeah. Well, I think uh I think Melinda arrives first at the hotel. At this point, is Eloise out at the front desk or is she still back in the office rewatching the video? I think she's just rewatching the video over and over again. Like she's stuck in a loop. Mm -hmm. So, Melinda, when you enter the lobby, you find that there's no one at the front desk. If you explore further back, you could see the door to Eloise's office just cracked open slightly. And you hear... Uh, or rather, I think you would see the glow of the, the security camera monitors. Um, I think Melinda will walk to the office because she wants to make sure that she just reminds Eloise of the visits she will receive today. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, the, Melinda would just approach us as if it's just a quick comment, like, hey, Eloise, I... Sorry, so she would just walk to the door and, and like, knock quickly Eloise hi I, I don't mean to disturb you but um just wanted to remind you that Jason will be coming by later as well as Rochelle oh M Melinda please please come in and and shut the door oh 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 oh, oh I see okay please and Melinda will walk in but awkwardly sit down because she did not want to say, she just wanted to walk out. M Melinda, and be honest with me. Do you respect me? Where is this question coming from, Eloise? Just please, I need you to answer the question. Honestly, maybe I didn't before. Maybe I was pretending. But after the events that led to me losing a leg, I realized I needed to be more of a teammate. And that meant respecting you as our leader. So, that's my answer. I appreciate your candor, Melinda. Thank you. Um, can, can I ask why you, you're asking that? Did, did something happen? No, I just am, am feeling, I don't know. There's betrayal in the air, it seems. Betrayal? Have you learned something? Have we heard anything about Deacon? No, no word from Deacon. I, I think that... I, I'm... He almost led us into a really dire path, and... I am just... Processing that a little bit. Um, we really need to focus our attention now and stick to our guns and... Make sure that we're really 
demonstrating our loyalty to the powers that be. Um, we could have really been in trouble there, and I feel like I had a lapse in judgment. So now I, I think it might be good for us to turn our attention rather away from Deacon and more toward proving to the to the current prince that we are loyal subjects in her chain of command. Well, if I'm being honest, this back and forth, whether we are with the new prince, with the old prince, is kind of like making me a little dizzy. But okay, well, we'll do whatever you say, Louise. And don't feel bad for trusting Deacon. I mean, you didn't know. You thought he was on our side. I would have trusted him as well. Thank you, Melinda. Um, well... Given that we want to um, align strongly uh, with with the current prince, it might be best to figure out what we could learn from um, from your connections um, and insights into the Giovanni clan. There might be some value there. I'll let you know as soon as I finish with our meeting. Um, is there anything in particular you... Might want me to ask Jason or Rochelle. Um, I'm not sure. I think we know that they have some kind of power over the oh, prince in on. some sense. Oh, wait, on. hold on. I don't want to miss this. And then Melinda will grab a pen and a piece of paper and take notes. And, like, to make sure that Eloise understands that she's taking this very seriously. Like, this is not a joke. This is, like, she wants to be as serious as possible. Eloise, without saying anything about it, is just going to open her drawer and pull out a highlighter and hand it to Melinda as she's talking. Um, I think we really just want to... Um, it seems as if the the Giovanni have something on the prince. Um, so if there's any intel that you can gather on what exactly that might be, I think that can position us um, in a better place than we are now. Yes, I, I agree. I, I was planning on asking Rochelle that exact thing. Yes, uh, that's, um, that's Giovanni with two N's, dear. Oh, oh, sorry. I Right? Is that how you spell it? Okay. <laughs> She's like leaning over and correcting her notes because she can't help herself. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, I, I will do this as soon as possible. Um, have you seen Foxglove tonight? I have not. Um, we should fill her in um, on... On the events. If you see her, tell her to come come visit me. Okay. Thank you, Melinda. Um, anything, anything else you need from me? Can can I leave? Uh, yes, and Melinda? Yes? Keep up the good work. Climbing up that ladder. Um, I mean, I'm going to go to Foxglove's room. Mm-hmm. 
right. You find uh, you find Foxglove and Molly watching TV. Oh, hey, Melinda. Um, how'd the thing go last night? Well, things happened, but we did not get in any trouble, I think. We are here. Um, Foxglove, um, Eloise wants to talk to you. She wants to update you on a couple of things that happened last night. Uh, okay, cool. Um, do you mind watching Molly? Um, no, no, no. I do have a couple of meetings coming up soon, so if you can come back quickly, <sighs> I would appreciate that. Well, I'll, I'll do my best, you know, how, um, when Eloise gets on a tangent, she can, you know, she likes her stories. Uh, but I'll come back as quick, quick as possible. Okay, you sounds good. And in the meantime, while this is happening, I think uh, Jeffy, you come pretty quickly to the uh, the hotel. Your business with Mama doesn't take very long. All right, Jeffy, you arrive in the hotel parking lot in the El Camino. You see that Melinda is already parked with her little moped. Uh, what colors did you choose this time, Melinda? It's the blue one. Yeah, so it's like a powder blue moped. Oh, wow, she's a real go-getter these nights, dang. Uh, well, I guess I wasn't going to get employee of the month this month anyway, so... Oh, hell, better rip off the band-aid. And he'll head in. See that nobody's at the counter. Um, and so I think Eloise, if she's still in her office, will just hear like a tentative, like knock, knock, knock. Uh, uh, Miss, Miss Eloise, uh, you in there? Come on in. And Jeffy like opens the door. You see his head peek in before. Uh, are you busy? I gotta, um, I kind of gotta, kind of gotta talk to you. About something? Um, yes. Come on in, dear. And pull up pull up a chair right next to me. Oh, uh, n- next to you? You don't, uh, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Um, yeah, okay, well, here, here I come. <laughs> and he comes in and pulls yes. up a chair. Come on, sit down. And she's going to turn the screen where she has just the video Mm -hmm. the surveillance footage and then she's gonna like back up she knows exactly the the minute hour minute second exactly when it happens at this point and she's just gonna say she's not gonna say anything she's just gonna hit play and look at him oh hell uh well i guess you uh (laughs) you already know that part then you better get to the part where you start explaining why You've done this. Yeah, well, that that's, that's why I'm here. Uh, and, and don't you worry, I'm going to make it right. I'm going to replace everything I took. I think it was about 2200 bucks. I, I already got it marked down. Don't you worry. Um, but, uh, uh, well, it kind of ties into something uh, bigger than that and uh, bigger than money, really, and that I had to, ah, oh, man, oh, hell. I didn't run away last night because I had a, Cause I had an episode, uh, well, it was an episode, but it wasn't that kind of episode. Ah, it's hard to explain, but, uh, 
Well, let me put it this way. I might have had a slip up, bit of a little, uh, little old masquerade danger there. Uh, and I kind of had to handle it just right, 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 right away, right away. You know, can't, can't have any, can't have any slip ups in that regard. Uh, needed some money in a pinch, knew there was some here. Uh, so, so I took it. I did take it as you can see. Uh, but, but, but we're all good now. I, uh, uh, you know, I took care of the problem. Gould them, gould them. They're under my control, under my, under my thumb, as they say. Jeffy, slip up problem, um, under control. You need to be explicit. Explain to me what's going on. I needed money to pay off somebody who found out about me and well, after that, I turned him into a ghoul. So problem solved. We're all good. That does not sound to me like a problem solved. And you need to be more specific. You paid off somebody? Jeffy, look at me. Tell me what happened. Well, you, you know how I like to eat over there at the Walmart? Yes. Well, the, my regular parking space was taken, and so I parked a little closer than I'm used to, and, well, hell, somebody saw me, and, I mean, they didn't exactly know what was going on, but they extorted me, and, well, I, I mean, I handled it. We're, it's, it's good, and, you know, the money's just money, right? We can always make more money. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna live forever, right? Jeff, he, I need you to roll me your manipulation plus your deception. And Eloise, I need you to roll me your wits or your intelligence, whichever is higher, and your insight. <laughs> so you were both tied. <laughs> it was four and four. Shit. So there's something that's not adding up, Eloise, but you don't can't quite put your finger on it. So it took... $2,200 to silence a person, a human, at Walmart? You couldn't have found a better bargain? Oh, I'm, not a, I'm, not, I'm not a negotiating type. You know me. I get all foot and mouth and hand and hair, some, whatever that saying is. I just, yeah, they, they shook me down. I think they wanted more. They wanted like 4,500, 5,000, something for some kind of, some kind of truck lifting. I don't know. And who was the person you ghouled? Ah, some lady, some old lady. The old lady shook you down? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want me to do a murder and do more masquerade breaches? Is that a provocation? It might be. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I think that is a provocation, especially with what Jeffy's just done for him to be, like, back-talking you like this. I think, uh, certainly, roll for me your unspent willpower plus two, Eloise. Two. Two is enough to maintain control of your beast. <laughs> you wanted to frenzy. <laughs> I wanted to frenzy. <laughs> you could always willingly frenzy. You don't have to resist. Like, when, when the beast wells up, you can give in. No, she's not going to frenzy. That's not Eloise's thing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <clears throat> Eloise is going to stand up and kind of, like, tower over him physically. <laughs> Jeffy, 
I don't know what happened. And I don't know if I believe this story of yours. But what you have done, I need you to realize, is a significant breach of the loyalty and trust that I've put in you. And it couldn't have come at a worse time. You're going to have to figure out how to, how to make up for this. And that's on top of replacing the money that you've stolen. I don't know what's gotten into you, but this is very unlike you. Well, uh, yeah, of, of course, Miss Eloise. Like, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm going to replace the money. You, you tell me what else I got to do. That's fine. That's fine. I did, I did come right to you, though, didn't I? Didn't I? I don't think that's enough to make up for what you've done. All right. Well, I mean, like I said, just you tell me what to do. I'll do it. That's part of the, I don't know, part of the, part of the tower, right? Like, you're in charge. I didn't have time to ask. Otherwise, I would have asked first. But, you know, needs must. Preserve the masquerade, after all. What, are you, what is your plan to do with this ghoul of yours? Well, uh... Once I got him all the way, you know, whatever, uh, what is it? The, you got to feed him three times or whatever. Uh, and then they're yours. And then, you know, we got another employee, free employee. We don't have to pay him. Jeffy, this is an unauthorized ghoul. This is a violation of the authority that has been entrusted to us. And it couldn't have come at a worse time. We're already under the suspicion of the prince. And... Right now, my primary goal is demonstrating our loyalty to her, and now I have to figure out a way to let them know that we've gone and created a ghoul without anyone knowing or without the right permissions? You've put us all in even more danger than we already were. Or, and, and just hear me out, you know, she'll listen to me now, so I just... Put her in a hole, so to speak, metaphorically, and then we just do the regular old, uh, the regular old protocols and see what happens. After all, I mean, I don't know. Things have been real shaky the last couple of weeks, so sometimes things get lost in the wash. Maybe I don't know. Maybe we don't even have to worry about it with the old prince. I guess it's more sticky than it is. Oh, by the way, are we gonna have a team meeting tonight? Cause I don't know what the fuck we're gonna do about. Blood hunt, but I mean, I'll leave it to you. But if you want, I, I can just tell tell this person to, you know, sit at home and watch TV. No, that that's that's not going to be good enough, Jeffy. You've you violated my trust, and and now I'm not sure I can trust you with with something of this significance. You'll need to bring her here so she can be under my supervision. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that that's fine. She can stay in the room next to Foxglove. Maybe she can be a, a a backup babysitter for Holly. Molly, sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Foxglove would like to sleep during the day sometimes. Yes, that's that's what we'll do. Um make sure you bring her here and um I'm going to have to think about how you make this up to me and the rest of the coterie. Yeah, I mean that 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 works, sure. You can be excused now. Oh, oh hell. Uh y yeah, all right. Jeffy, do you head to the bar, 
to open up for the yep. evening. G- going about my duties. <laughs> Very good. And last but not least, Shep, you arrive on foot at the Hotel Bella Marte. Seeing the rest of your coterie mates already parked in the parking lot. uh, Or Jeffy and Melinda, at least. Yeah, make my way in the front door. At this point, uh, is Eloise at the front desk after her meeting with Jeffy? Um, no, she's still stewing. (laughs) You find the same thing that the rest of your coterie did as they enter. The desk is empty. Shep is going to take this opportunity to not interact with anybody (laughs) and head back to the bar. (laughs) So heading back to the bar, you find Jeffy uh, tidying up for the evening. You probably realize, Jeffy, as you're going about your business, that there's no money in the till for you to count. (laughs) Oh, oh, hey, Mr. Ship. Jeffy. I'm in so much trouble. I didn't say anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you didn't have to. Uh, yeah. I might have... I'm sure Eloise is going to tell everybody anyway. It's all right. I'm just in so much trouble. Well, you're not dead. Ha! <laughs> too true, too true, Mr. Shep there. Ah, oh, hell. <clears throat> well, I mean, you're free to just hang out. I'm, I'm, I don't know if we're going to have any customers today, but uh, at some point we're all going to have to talk about uh, the situation. Which one? <laughs> That's why I like you, Mr. Ship. You're funny. You're funny. Oh, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, hunts and, uh, well, uh, royalty and, well, uh, I mean, we're in a real, real, real pickle and we were already in a pickle and hell, I don't know what we're going to do about it. Right. Oh, see if I can find uh, Eloise. Oh, uh, she she's in her office. Figured. Mm. I'll turn around and head back. As you are heading back to Eloise's office, uh, you bump into Foxglove coming from sort of the opposite direction, but also heading for Eloise's office. Hmm. Little fox. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, Shep. I, uh, she's, uh, Molly's good. Um, Melinda's with her right now. Uh, she said Eloise wanted to talk to me about something. I guess you guys had an eventful night last night. Yeah, quite. Uh, did you need to talk to Eloise first, or can we go together? Does she want to see both of us? I wasn't summoned, just thought I'd check in. Oh, uh, cool. And, uh, Foxglove knocks on your door, Eloise. Come in. Um, Foxglove peeks her head in, 
Um, hey, Eloise. Uh, Melinda told me you wanted to talk. Uh, Shep's here, too. Walks by. What did you say? Shep pushes the door open the rest of the way and walks in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, both of you. Um, come on in. Foxglove takes the seat and uh, puts her feet up on the desk. Just kind of casually. Not disrespectfully, casually. So, Foxglove, um, to fill you in on the events last night, well, there's been a, a turn in the tides, as it were, and it seems that the current prince has been made aware of, well, it seems everything that's gone on. She knows that the old prince has um, awoken from his slumber uh, in our swimming pool and that um, Deacon uh, has been plotting against her. And so she's placed a blood hunt over Deacon Um she does know. Eloise, a, a blood hunt. Is that is that as literal as it sounds? It's exactly as you'd imagine it. Um, I, I'm afraid his days are numbered. Here, at least. Here, at least, yes. Um, so surely she, at the very least, suspects that. Um, we might have some allegiance to Deacon, but uh, she didn't come out outright and say that. Um, so I, I think in some sense we might be spared, but I, I think it's very important that we use these next few nights to demonstrate our loyalty to the prince. Um... So that's kind of where we're at. Well, um, it also makes it easy to pick sides when the former prince has gotten himself captured again. We... The guy that woke up in the pool is captured again? Yes, he seems to have had a run-in with uh, the Anarchs, who... Um... Who are they? The ones who attacked us last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so they have the old guy that was in the pool. Deacon is in the wind. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what that means, but we've at least taken one step to demonstrate our loyalty to, um, to the prince and have passed on the message that the Anarchs um, have him ready for her. Um, but we need to really continue to show our commitment to the tower, um, over these next few nights. What should we do? Hunt Deacon or find the Anarchs and the Prince? Oh yeah, either one could really win us some favor. They oh. have him, but they won't give him up for free. No. Um, I think that the prince probably has the, the resources at her disposal to, um, to locate the Anarchs and their stronghold. They probably know 
better than we do and might have already kind of pursued Eloise, that. you're not going to make a splash with that kind of an attitude if we bring the old prince to the prince prince then we get all the glory right I mean, yeah, we could just let someone else do it and someone else gains favor, but you said it's really important for us to do this in the next few nights, so I'm just thinking, if we do something big and flashy and like, hey, this is us, we are on team Prince Renoir, then maybe that's what you're looking for. Do you think we have the... the muscle to... deliver him? Well, hopefully the Anarchs already have him sub subdued in some way. We just have to negotiate with them. Or kill them. Hmm. What do we have to bargain with? I don't know. I don't know who the Anarchs are other than I guess they attacked us. And... There were more of them than us. Or we could try to catch Deacon. But he seems pretty tough. He was like the sheriff, right? He was the sheriff, and... But there's only one of him, and there's a bunch of us, so... He can move unseen. Well... I do like the idea of, kind of... righting our wrongs with, uh... You know, the, the pool was under our watch, and... Oh. <laughs> We could find a way to lead Deacon to the Anarchs and let them take care of each other for us. Wouldn't Deacon maybe just try to defect to the Anarchs at this point, if he's under a blood hunt? Yeah, that's, this seems like a lot of chaos. Unmitigated risk. So if we engage with the Anarchs... Um, what do you think we could offer them to, in return for Dubois? Or do we take him by force? You know, my vote lies on that, but there are more pieces on the board than just the Anarchs and Deacon. Melinda knows a Giovanni that may be able to give us some information on the ones that have the prince's ear. Uh, what about what about Jeffy? Uh, shouldn't Jeffy be here too? Uh, I'm sure he's got some ideas. He always seems to know folks around town. Yeah, should we just do a full meeting? Yes, uh, I guess so. Skating on thin ice, that boy, but I, I guess we should call a team meeting. Go gather the others. And Eloise is going to take a dry erase marker and start kind of mapping these things out on the whiteboard. <laughs> I'll go get Jeffy. And Foxglove will go summon Melinda. So Eloise, you've gathered your coterie in the conference room to discuss what your next plan of action should be. Okay. Um, team meeting, everyone gather. Um, and she's got a whiteboard 
with like I would say three different like columns and then one box on the side that's like parking lot um <laughs> and so and maybe it's like pros and cons so it's like a grid um and one of the columns is blood hunt one of the columns is uh, pursue the giovanni and then one of the columns is deliver the prince um and th there's probably like a title over all of it that's like um reestablish our loyalty to the tower all right team we're having an impromptu strategic planning session um it's really important again as as i've mentioned to a few of you this evening that we really use our our, our time wisely here i'm sure we're under the um heightened scrutiny of the prince, um, especially now, given the, the events that transpired last night. And so it's important to us that we um, are really thoughtful um, and intentional in um, demonstrating our, our continued loyalty to the current prince. And um, I think we need to figure out our, our path and focus our attentions on, you know, where our strengths lie. And so there are a few options. Um, the first is finding, finding Deacon and um, delivering on the blood hunt. Um, the second would be to gather dirt um, and intelligence on the Giovanni to deliver to the prince. Um, and the third would be to um, pursue the old prince and deliver him to, to Renoir. Um, and then in the parking lot, there's two items. There's um, ghoul and child. What do you mean by the parking lot? Like not not part of this issue. You've never issue. heard that in I've like professional settings. Heard that term ever in my life. Like things that will like are important, but we'll deal with those things later. Neither, neither have I, but I got it from context. I thought, I thought there was a diagram of a parking lot, and I was like, why are we doing that? Our parking lot? <laughs> okay. I Honestly, it. I also thought about the parking lot diagram. I was like, oh, okay, there's cars. <laughs> That's really funny. That's like a very common term. And In your like, field. Let's put. It's like when someone says something that's like out of left field, and you're like, that's a really important point. Let's put that in the parking lot. <laughs> so put it on the back I've never heard that because you, you can't so, say like that's irrelevant shut up yeah shut the fuck up Steve <laughs> Steve um alright so yeah you bring up your two two parking lot items ghoul and child <laughs> mm -hmm. that um seems to cover all the bases Yes. Um, so, so, where do we start? Uh, clearly, we have an in um, with Melinda's uh, connection into the Giovanni, um, which is a promising start and, and a path that I think we should um, 
we should pursue. But we don't know what the dirt or nature of their relationship with the prince is, so it could turn out to be nothing. Yes. And your connection may not have all the information we're seeking, so I think we should uh, not put all of our eggs in this basket, as it were, but there's relatively low risk in at least pursuing this path. And she'll write in the pros and cons, like, low risk, high reward. (laughs) Or low reward for con, maybe. Because it could be either. We don't know. Or another con would be that I get affected, because, you know, I am the one asking the questions. So that could be a con. We made it clear that we do things together. I mean, yes, but I do not think in my meeting with Rochelle, everyone should be there. I think she trusts me. Feels she might think if all of us are there, it's like an ambush. That she's not going to share anything then. Oh, yes, Melinda. I don't mean to imply that we would all... um, pursue these options altogether. I think definitely you um, would be the one to leverage your rapport um, to pursue that. We would need you to to take this um, to take this on on your own. That's that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's going to happen just down the hall. If you hear screams, just please come save me. Yeah, and uh, uh, speaking of which, uh, can we put on that con con row there, uh, uh, meddling in the affairs of necromancers? Because those guys are scary. Yes, they're they're scary. Um, and she'll write scary. <laughs> but um, we do know that there's some interest that the prince has and. It may be coercive in nature, so if we can figure out a way to um, offer the prince uh, a way out of that relationship, then it it could um, bode very well for us. And hail, uh, Miss Melinda, your your friend there, she was trying to get rid of uh, uh, Dominic anyway, so like two birds, one stone? Maybe put that in the pro column? Yes, I, I agree with Jeffy. Yes, very good point. I, I think we're in agreement that um, we'll definitely want to um, at least attempt to, to figure out what we can learn of the Giovanni that might be helpful. What about this Dubois notion? Um, we know the Anarchs have him captive. Um, we know that the prince, obviously, uh, would have an interest in that special delivery. I'm not sure by what means we would be able to capture and deliver him. Um, something I mean, occurs I don't to know. me. Are, are we alone? I feel like last time we had a conversation like this, uh, we weren't really alone. Did somebody lock the door? 
Can we turn Sense the Unseen? And I'll turn on Sense the Unseen. Anyone who hasn't, I think, should. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'll, I'll lock the door. So Shep moves to lock the door. Do you have it too, Beeps? And then those of you with the Sense the Unseen power can I'm activate sure <laughs> Oh, maybe Foxglove. I thought uh, Melinda had it too. Oh. Yeah, I have it. Oh, okay. Sorry. So yeah, it mm -hmm. is uh, wits plus aspects. Okay, I'm gonna rouse the blood. I don't get hungrier. <laughs> if Deacon is here, I'm gonna shit my pants. I roused the blood as well, and now I'm at three hungries. I got five successes. I bet a thousand dollars Deacon is here. I only got four. <laughs> only four. Well, four unfortunately is not enough, but five is. And what you see, Melinda, as you scan across the conference room, shit, ghosts, is posted up in the corner, almost like a spider. The Nosferatu Deacon. He doesn't inherently notice that you notice him unless you unless you give on that you give away that you do. It's not an active power. Does Melinda keep her cool? <laughs> Does Melinda keep her cool? <laughs> Wait, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> if if something gets thrown at a vampire, does is that a provocation? It depends on the vampire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Melinda is going to scan the room, <laughs> and I. Okay, so we're in like Eloise's office, right? You're in like the the conference room, so not in her like like private office where she was like sitting earlier, but like where you guys have like a little conference table, where you have your um, little coterie meetings. Okay, so I'm I'm imagining like as soon as Jeffy says that, uh, Melinda will activate Sensi and Scene, scan the room, and expecting not to see anything, but as soon as she does, she will stand up grab one of the markers that Eloise has and just scream, he's here, and throw <laughs> the marker at Deacon. <laughs> he's here. He's here and throws a marker at him. <laughs> oh, that that doesn't, yeah. Does that, that doesn't happen to break his obfuscate, does it? Uh, not not to the rest of you, not inherently, no. At least you know which direction. <laughs> you know, you could throw on him that. something that smells very strongly. <laughs> so does, does he react to that? We don't know. Well, Only okay, first of all, how do you all react to her, to Melinda doing that? <laughs> Because you just locked you just locked the door. You just locked yourselves in with him. Uh, I guess I'm gonna activate my claws. I don't have my shotgun. <laughs> uh, Jeffy's like looking around, like the uh, you know, like the SpongeBob Unga Bunga meme. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. like, where? What? I don't see anything. What? I got hungrier and. Um... Eloise is going to activate prowess and be like ready to like uh, get him. Um, Melinda will try to approach him just a little bit, but keep us like a 
safe distance, not to get too close. All right. So uh, as you are approaching him, he steps out of his obfuscate dangerously close to you, Melinda. I should apologize for throwing that marker. You see, you caught me off guard. I just wanted to apologize. Um, you just... You he's know, just kind of glowering down at you because he's very tall and very lanky. Why are you here? Thought I could trust my comrades, my allies, and all of this. Deacon... What do you expect us to do? There's a blood hunt against you, and... You think this is going to be easy, Eloise, supplanting one prince for another? There's been complications, sure. Who else is on your side, Deacon? He says nothing at that. Melinda's going to walk away, by the way. Sorry, you go. I'm just walking away. You go. I mean, do we even get anybody at Elysium who, like, seemed like they'd be on our side? Oh, yes, we did. Jason, he's supposed to come later. So one and our new prince or old prince is captured. Not a great start to a coup. By some good-for-nothing anarchs. You think we all together can't go free, Prince Dubois? Of course we could free Prince Dubois, but to what end, Deacon? To fail again? Good for nothing. They got him. They fucking snagged him. Well, Eloise, I don't know if you remember, but the anarchs were saying that they came to attack us because they were looking for something that this prince owes them. What if we find that thing? Deacon, do you know what that is? We all do. Of course You I are do. here. But I don't have any reason to tell you anymore. I don't have any reason to trust the lot of you. Well, the thing is, we also don't have a reason to trust you, but here we are trying to compromise. I'm not sure that compromise is on the table at this point. You know, we're the only um, way you... We're the only ones you can trust to free this old prince of yours. I don't know why it's so important to them. But what the courier brought that night in the briefcase were some legal documents. Really? Legal documents? A house on the south side. Uh, I was one of the prince's minor acquisitions, but it struck a particular nerve with some of these anarchs. When they failed to keep it in court, they tried to pry it out of the prince's cold iron grasp. 
I don't know what they thought they were going to do with a piece of paper. I mean, you know, it's, it's a copy at that point. They're, they're not too smart, is what I'm saying. Or maybe it was more a gesture, a message. If we can't have it, we'll take it with violence. That's... That's all well and good. And yeah, sure, I guess, like... We could fucking go... And try to f- find these Anarchs. Do, do you know where they are? I don't need you to tell me, but do you know where they are? Of course I do. Well, I think... If you really had some backing, and I mean this with all due respect, Deacon, we're in a pinch here, but you wouldn't be using some fucking neonate coterie. You'd be going to whatever your big guns are. He looks to you, Eloise, as Jeffy says this. I thought I could trust a cousin. So did I, Deacon. So did I. So how's this going to end, Eloise? You going to let me walk out of here? Or we got to tussle about it? Um, <clears throat> Eloise is going to pick up the, the marker and put under the pro column of... What did I call that column? Deacon. Blood hunt. And then just write, we got him. As soon as you write that, Foxglove is going to uh, strike with a stake. And she's going to, she's going to, she's going to use the celerity power that I've had. uh, She ingested a potion for like a while back (laughs) and that I've been holding in reserve. (laughs) Whoa. So she's uh, going to activate a uh, blink, actually. Blink, blink, I, I'm also going to preemptively activate something in case this gets violent. Uh, <laughs> and that will be Defy Bane. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyone else? Uh, would anyone else like to activate any discipline powers? Um, I had already activated prowess. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I write um, very I- aggressively on the board. <laughs> <laughs> You like, like at the end of writing it, yeah, you snap the the marker. (laughs) Well, all right. So, what is uh, what is everyone's intention? Um, uh, uh, Eloise writes on the board, uh, kind of signaling the attack. Uh, picking up instantly, Foxglove activates her uh, blink power that she's had stored, and uh, blink over to him with a stake in hand, attempt to stake him, uh, by surprise. Uh, what is everyone else's intention? Uh, my intention is if the stake misses to knock Foxglove away from him and attack. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Melinda's intention would be if the stake fails as well, she would try to use one of her blood sorcery powers, the scorpion patch, to paralyze Deacon. Uh, well, it won't paralyze him because he's a vampire, but it will do damage. Um, wait, it says poison capable of affecting 
into a paralyzing poison. I mortar don't think it actually. Uh, let me see. Let me look at it because I don't. Th if it's that, I don't think it's. It doesn't necessarily Here, render see. rendering them helpless. These are concentrates. It incapacitates mortals while hampering vampires, if not necessarily rendering okay. them helpless. And you're you're intending to spit it, or do you have a blade that you're going to coat? Yeah, I was thinking of like because I have my dagger in my purse, so I was thinking of like just cutting myself, getting some blood in it, and then huagada, throw it. Okay. Okay, yeah, so vampires take non-halved superficial damage from this. Right. Okay. Yeah, I still... Yeah, that's what Melinda would do. Alright. And, uh, Jeffy. Well, Jeffy doesn't have any, uh, abilities that help in combat. Um, he doesn't have his shotgun. Doesn't carry a gun, typically. Uh, so I think he just goes all hail and he like backs up against the wall. And if I get the opportunity to, I'm going to try to edge around to the door to maybe break for the shotgun, but we'll see how things go. Okay. <laughs> Cause like I straight up can't do anything. I don't melee unless Eloise has a gun. Yeah. I didn't think so. Okay. So Foxglove is going in for the surprise. Should Stake you. Eloise state her intention? Yes, what would Eloise like to do? Um, Eloise, all of her frustration and sense of betrayal and feeling undermined just boils over and she just like, she wants to get into the scrap and she just like runs in there like to, <laughs> to attack or grapple as she sees that Foxglove has the stake like wants to like really wants to get him all right she runs in as well so anyone activating a discipline power go ahead and make the rouse check for it and here is box glove attempting to stake deacon um all right so uh, she goes in for the stake. It doesn't hit the heart, but it does deal some damage as it stabs into uh, Deacon. So he does take a little bit of uh, superficial damage from that. Um, so I think, Shep, you were the next closest. Yeah. And as as she misses the heart, um, Foxglove will call back to you, Shep, because she sees you like coming in. Hold him down. I'm going in again. And she pulls the stake back out. He's got potence, I assume. He does, yes. I think I'm not going to be able to grapple him. I'm going to try to do as much damage as I can. Okay. Okay, okay. Um, I've already got a crit, but I'm going to spend a willpower to try to reroll the three that didn't hit. And this is going to be a lot. Okay, two more, so... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven successes. Eleven successes. You got a margin of one on him. Jesus <laughs> Christ. He's the sheriff. Yeah. It's an amazing amount of potence. Oh. You're about to find out. <laughs> well, so that does one damage. 
Yep, that's correct. That's your feral weapons, right? Yeah. So it's the margin non-halved. Do you get a plus on that? I think it's plus two. Let's Let me see. double check. Feral. I think it is, yeah. That is Rodian. Yeah. Feral. Weapons is a two plus modifier on the brawl damage. Okay. So three so non-halved. So he takes three non-halved superficial. Fucking hell. Well... This is going to be tough. <laughs> All right. Uh, Eloise, you were going in to clock him as well. So roll your strength and brawl. And since he's defending, he loses some dice on this one. So it is getting a little easier to hit him. That's a crit. Um, and they're so six and a beast. Okay. Six and a beast. Um, he got seven with a messy critical. So as uh, as you hit him with your claws, he springs forward to Eloise and just kind of um, meets her with a smashing, like, overhand slam. So you will only take one superficial from that, but you do take one superficial wound as he knocks into you. And... Okay. Melinda. You're going to try and spit your scorpion venom on him? Yeah, I was thinking more of like using my dagger. Like, okay. trying to get the blood on the dagger and then... So, roll your okay. strength and blood sorcery. Mm -hmm. I'm going to rouse the blood. Okay. Oy. Okay, we don't get hungry. I got five. Okay, and he got four. So he's going to take one non-halved superficial damage. All right. Since Melinda is so bad at combat, at combat um, as soon as she does that, she's going to turn to Eloise. Eloise, look! I did it. <laughs> Get better. See, like a, a spot on uh, on Deacon that's like sizzling with the acid. <laughs> I did that. I did that. All right. So next round, what is everyone's intentions? Uh, Foxglove is going to. It appears that she's going in with the stake again, and this time she's at Deacon's uh, back. I'm seeing that it's like gonna be tough to hurt him mm. so what i want to do is try to give foxglove as much of an opening as possible mm -hmm. so i'm gonna attack him but in whatever order gives her the most advantage mm -hmm. um or like try a faint or something i don't know yeah okay. eloise wants to like also like Oh, actually, can Eloise and I both try to restrain him? Together? You could, yeah. I was, I was just thinking that. I was like, if you guys want to kind of meet together and try and grab him, yeah. um, you can kind of combine your your strength and brawl to hold him in place. Yes. Let's do that. Okay, so Eloise and uh, Shep roll strength and brawl. I'm gonna rouse for this one. Can I? Does that that helps, right? Yeah. You yeah, you'll, that'll add. Plus two dice to your roll. Yeah. And if you fail 
you don't have to use the blood die on this roll, right. but it'll apply to the next. Well, um, we'll put that in the parking to... lot because it's successful. Ooh, <laughs> I failed on that browse, so I'm at three hunger now. Mm -hmm. um, crap. I only got four. How many okay. did you get, Eloise? Two, four, Ooh. five, six, seven, eight. Holy with shit. Successes with a critical. All right, so you both go in to uh, to grab Deacon, and Shep, as you kind of grip your claws around his arm, you feel him just about to slip out of your grip when Eloise comes in with just, like, bone-crushing force and grabs his other arm, and the force of that holds him into place uh, and holds him essentially helpless for Foxglove as she slips the stake in uh, because he's essentially incapacitated in this moment. There is no role required. Nice. And immediately Deacon stiffens and paralyzes. Well, I think that makes our strategic plan a little bit more straightforward, doesn't it? Certainly takes one off the board. Good grip. Well, we better prepare this package for delivery then. Are we delivering him or... And then I draw my thumb across my neck, you know. Everybody knows what that means, right? He did. <laughs> thumb on neck means death. <laughs> Put that in the parking lot. Well, uh, I guess... I guess, uh... I don't know. This is my first blood hunt. I think, have any of you guys done one? Do you think the prince is going to want to, like, do the deal herself, or? Well, I don't know. I think it, it, it might be a a particularly nice uh, message if we deliver it, deliver him to her for her to do with him as she will. My How? Do we find her? Oh yeah, Shep's got a good point. Do you have her get contact information last night at Elysium? I guess uh, the, the only reason I ask is because I just don't. How do how do we prove that we, you know, like if if we do, you know, take him out right here and right now? How how do we prove that we did? How do we prove that it was um, us? Jeffy, that that's really easy. And Foxglove produces a switchblade uh, from her pocket, and she very deftly carves off uh, one of Deacon's like kind of bat-like ears. Uh, if he could wince, he would have winced at this moment, uh, but he is paralyzed. Certainly he felt it, though. Oh, no. Sit with that dark little thought. <laughs> well, oh, well, if we're so can... Well, also, yes, that could work, but if we're so concerned, Jeffy, your sire has ways to get in contact with the prince. Can you get in contact with your sire? Uh, no. I, I don't... I mean, I guess I could go to the go to the night school and see... try to figure out what his schedule is, but I don't know if he's still doing that gig. No, Melinda... But Melinda... 
get his phone. Check it, check his phone and see if there's anything we can learn from this. We'll definitely do that. But hold on now. I mean, Fox Club just took his ear off. If, if we think that's good enough, then, you know, all the glory for us for vanquishing a strong. And he is strong. Oh, boy. Uh, I never seen somebody uh, eat one of Shep's claws like that before. That was a sight to behold. You know, if we're trying to if we're trying to do this to share. To, to show that we're, uh, you know, good boys. Yeah, maybe we do just take him out. Scoop up his does, remains in a box. Use the ear. Does the ear not crumble to ash when it's removed? Uh, not immediately, no. Okay, cool. Perhaps if he were to meet final death, his extra body parts out there might crumble as well. Mm. But at least for now, it is uh, it is holding, seems to be holding up. Well, we've got to put him somewhere until we decide what to do. We're delivering him to the prince, as he is. Oh. We're not taking any chances. Guys, I have the best idea. I, I just have the best idea. And, and Melinda, you inspired this one. Just in case, you know, things can happen, stakes get dislodged. Let's just cut off his arms and legs. <laughs> wow, oh, you're, wait. you're hilarious, Jeffy. Hilarious. Um, Oh, I'm not joking. I mean, if if that stake gets loose, we're going to have to fucking subdue him all over again. That, not that, but I'm reminded, um, we're being visited by a member of the court tonight. Oh. That is very true. He should be arriving soon. I beg your pardon? So we can just, uh, we can just do our verification on the spot then, right? Like, hey, come take a look at this. Hey, look, we got him. Assuming he gives us the credit. I think I would like to speak with him first before we show him the body, though. I need to get a sense of where he stands. Very astute point, Melinda. I think it's important that, if at all possible, if we can arrange a face-to-face -face with the prince, I think the best option would be to bring his staked corpse to the prince for her to do with him as she will and to really make sure that she understands that it's not a ruse and that our loyalty is with her. This might be the wrong time to bring this up. But Now that you say those words, um, as I was speaking with Jason back at Elysium, it seemed that the, this new prince was not, how do I say this, um, very kind to my clan. So I do not know if this would influence any possibility of a new alliance with Jason. And, you know, I'm still Tremere. She has a problem with my clan. She has a problem with me, after all. Well, you know, I mean, uh, in terms of standing and status and all that kind of good, good tower stuff, you know, Tremere bringing in the... Uh... The prize of the blood hunt could be a uh, 
Could be a bit of a of a leg up. I don't know. Well, I don't think it's my decision. I will speak with it with Jason about it and uh, make sure to get back to you. Yes, well, be careful when you have your conversation with him, Melinda. We maybe don't want to. We, we maybe want to keep this card close to the vest, as it were. Mm. Oh. Keep watch on the office. Uh, are there windows in here, or is it is this like in the center? I think of it's, the it's in interior. In, yeah. yeah. And uh, where where do we stand on uh, extremities? I can go get the uh, the fire axe. We can just cut one leg. Let's let's um let's leave him his limbs alone. Is that wait? Is that a typical thing to like cut off the arms and legs? No, of- no. I mean, and certainly it would be very messy here in your office. <laughs> yeah, Eloise. We already got some blood to clean up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's leave his limbs where they are. Um. So the plan is to talk to what's his name Jacob Jason. 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 <laughs> or. Well, make sure he doesn't drop any bombshells on us. Decide if it's good to to tell him that we've got Deacon. I mean, yeah. I wanted to get a sense first. Mm -hmm. As you were having your conversation in the office, uh, deciding what to do with Deacon, uh, Jeffy helpfully every few minutes suggesting that he can go get the axe and start hacking. (laughs) Uh, you hear a voice from the lobby calling out uh, that you immediately recognize to be Jason's. Uh, hello, um, Melinda, are you you in tonight? Do I have Is... any blood on me? Uh, I don't think you got close enough to the action. You you kind of stayed back a little bit, right? Okay, yeah. Okay, no, I just wanted to make sure I didn't want to run out with blood on me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, oh my God, he's he's here. Um, you guys take care of this. Um, I'll be back. And I'm gonna head outside. Oh, Jason, hi. Uh, sorry to keep you waiting. I, we had a team meeting. Uh, Melinda, so nice to see you again. Uh, do we have a private place we can chat? I'd, I'd love to see your workspace here. Of course, yes. Just, just follow me. I have a small studio back here. Um, and I bring him to my studio. So leading Jason to the studio, he takes a look around, picks at a few of the books on your bookshelves. I really like what you've done with the place. I see you've been keeping up with your studies. Of course, I mean, I need to be prepared, you know? You never know. <laughs> you never know. You know, I always thought the uh, the whole circumstances of you kind of parting ways with the Chantry, it was, it was very unfortunate. I, in the moment, I felt like it was the only thing I could do. I think we've all been there. Uh, not the same results, of course, but, uh, well. 
uh, please uh, do take a seat. Um, do yes, you want of course. Uh, no, no, no. I, I fed before I came over. Thank you. I really just wanted to catch up, Melinda. Uh, it's been a while. It was so nice to see you at Elysium with your coterie. Yes, uh, they're quite the group. <laughs> Not a night that I get bored here. No, no, not a night to get bored. And uh, what do you what do you think of this business of blood hunt? It's certainly exciting to say the least. We haven't had one in oh, it's probably been about a decade here in Phoenix. Do I sense anything like he's nervous or he's like? Roll your uh, wits and your insight, please. Wits and insight. Where is inside? Ah, here. Okay. I think I need glasses. Sorry. <laughs> um, I only got three. Three? You can't really tell. Hard to read. Um, actually, I think this is the first time I've participated <laughs> in a blood hunt <laughs> kind of curious to see what happens well if he's smart he's miles away from here by now and otherwise well it's just a matter of time to see who uh takes him down uh whether they'll simply final death him or if they're going to choose to to take the prize. It's kind of exciting. That's kind of been a uh, taboo until recently. Jason, what is your opinion on this deacon? Do you think uh, he deserves to be hunted? I think he failed in the worst way a kindred can fail. He failed in the test of discretion. I don't care what his business is. I have no special love or hatred for the prince. I serve the Camarilla, and whatever his politics, whatever his dealings, whatever led him to this place, it was a failure to keep his fucking mouth shut. That's what I think, Melinda. No, I... I agree. I mean, he definitely wasn't smart. He got caught, so... Um, well, is there anything you might want to speak with me about? I do have to a lot to tell you, you know, it's been a lot that's been going on with me. Uh, well, you know, you invited me here tonight. I was hoping we could chat and catch up. Uh, the Chantry's, uh, same old, same old. Oh, there was one thing. I thought you might be interested in this. Um, don't think I came entirely empty-handed tonight. Hmm? You see, I figured out exactly how I can bring you back into our fold. Uh, and your child as well, and make it palatable for everyone. You remember, you remember your early days in the Chantry, when you were a, a mere apprentice, your first nights. Yes? You remember... A fellow apprentice that... Well, Melinda, you didn't get along with her so well. Jessica? 
And you do remember, there you had a rival in the Chantry in your early days. Uh, she tried to ruin your reputation many times. She ta- sabotaged many of your studies and magical experiments. Uh, and in general, she tried to gain whatever status she could, seemingly always at your expense. Who can forget Jessica? <laughs> she has betrayed the Chantry. She has? Oh. I caught her selling our magical secrets to those not of our blood, Melinda. To who? The client doesn't matter. They have been dealt with. And with your help, Melinda, I would like to see her dealt with. Um, Melinda is going to give a small... Smile at that. Um, you see, I, of course, I cannot pass on this opportunity. Um, but I'm afraid I cannot do this without informing my coter my coterie first. What we are to do here, Melinda, must remain secret. Because I am not finished. I have Jessica. She is currently staked at the trunk of my car that I came here in tonight. I intend for us to do a little experiment, Melinda, and I would like to involve your child. She is a thin blood. She is a thin blood, yes. Our clan has been researching the Thin Bloods of late, and I've come across a very interesting account, an experiment, if you will, and I would like for us to recreate it. They say when a Thin Blood drinks the heart's blood of a kindred, they become. A full-blooded kindred of that clan. If you wish to return to us, to your brothers and sisters in the Chantry, and to bring your child with you as a full-blooded Tremere, if the experiment works, I'm offering you that opportunity. Melinda stands up. Has anybody else done this? There are accounts, and that's why I must see for myself, if this is true. And what makes you think I'm going to use my child for this experiment? Because it washes the sins of the past away, Melinda, for you and for her. You can return to your rightful place in the Chantry where you should be. Take a place of leadership in time. I did not create my child to for her to become an experiment. This must be her decision. She it's won't be mine. an experiment beyond tonight. If it works and she joins us, she becomes one of our clan fully. But what if it doesn't and then she dies? I haven't heard any accounts of death. 
then you wouldn't have a problem me calling her here and asking her if she's okay. And if she says no, then this is the end of this conversation. Well, she would need to be informed of this. She does have to partake of it willingly. I can't force the heart's blood down her throat, after all. What do you know about the business the prince has with the Giovanni? Close to the vest, she plays it. But I can sense... I can sense some hesitation within her, though she goes to great lengths to hide it. What is she hiding? Have you heard anything? No. Um, Melinda is going to take out her phone and text Foxglove. Quickly come to my studio. A few moments later, Foxglove arrives. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, Melinda, you wanted to see me? Foxglove, this is Jason. He, has... he rises and extends a hand to shake her hand. She kind of nervously shakes his. Um, Melinda will stand in between Jason and um, Foxglove, kind of in like a protective way. He has a question he wants to ask of you. You see... Um... Someone from my past needed to be brought to justice, and by doing that, there's an opportunity for you to no longer be a thin blood. Uh, what do you mean, no longer be a thin blood? Would I be human again? No, no, no. Um, you be a oh. full vampire, like like me, like the rest of the coterie. Oh, uh, I didn't know that was possible. I didn't either until this very moment. Is this is this some of your magic? You will have to drink the heart's blood of this kindred. Uh, heart's blood, what does that mean? Jason speaks up. All of it, my dear. That means you have to drink all of it. Oh, um, okay. Uh, have you done this before, Melinda? I have not. Jason, um, have uh, you done this? No, I haven't. Okay, um... Well, Melinda, what do you think? You once accused me of telling you what to do when and not taking into consideration what your feelings were. So this is all you. You make this decision, 
and then you do whatever you want, and I will support it. I will not tell you what to do. Then, yes, let's try it. If it doesn't work, we don't know if you'll be able to just stay as thin blood. Well, it's kind of not a great place to be to begin with. And she holds up the Camarilla brand. You'll no longer be able to do your daily routines that you have. Well, I've been kind of living a half-existence all this time anyway, so it might be better to go one way or the other. Well, Jason, she made her decision. Where do we go? I've got her in the trunk. Um, I can bring her in here. Do you have a, do you have a wet work room? No, I don't think Eloise keeps like a blood room here, right? <laughs> you don't have, you don't have a murder room. <laughs> no. <laughs> we have my studio. Well, do you have a tarp we can put down? It might might get a little messy. Sometimes these do. Well, you go get the body, Foxglove. Go get some sheets and something that we can use to cover. Paper towels. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. So Jason returns a few minutes later with a essentially a body bag. Um, the rest of you, where where are you during this meeting? Are you spying? Are you just kind of hanging out? I think Shep said he's guarding uh, Deacon's paralyzed body to make sure nobody gets at it. Is that right? Yeah. Eloise I think was that's going to have. Foxglove, because Foxglove is more technologically savvy, um, go through Deacon's phone. But oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say when you when you go through Deacon's pockets, he doesn't have a phone or a wallet oh. or anything like identifying on him. It looks like he is like strapped to go. Okay. Um. Then in that case. Eloise has placed a lot of trust in Melinda to do the right thing and not go against um, the general rules. So she wouldn't be suspicious. Like, she would trust Melinda to stay in line. Mm -hmm. So she wouldn't be spying. She would probably be, I don't know, Is there plotting. Thinking about how to find the prince. So I, I'm sorry, my, my thing glitched. So, so still back in the offices. Yeah, I feel like she's still trying to think about, you know, she, she thinks that Melinda is talking to this guy to figure out how to, how <laughs> to secure a meeting with the prince or something like that. Um, and she's probably thinking about what other thing like what other option options she has if that doesn't lead to the prince like how else she can find the prince because she really wants to deliver this gift to the prince and that's what she's Each. focused on is is anyone in the lobby um jeffy 
Well, I was going to say, if that's what's happening, I feel like Jeffy would man the front desk just in case anybody comes by. Because Mm -hmm. right now with a staked fucking vampire in the back room, we need somebody keeping up appearances. Mm -hmm. Uh, So as you sit at the front desk, you would see uh, Melinda's guest leave and come back. More or less, I mean, it's a quiet night here. There's no mortal eyes around. You would see him more or less come in pretty openly carrying a body bag over his shoulder. There's definitely a body in it. Hey, hey there, friend. Everything, uh, uh, good? Ah, um, Jeffy, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, Jason? Right, yes, Jason. Uh, yeah, good to see you here, Jeffy. And he is going to use the forgetful mind on you. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So... Let me look up the dominate uh, role. Powers are my best ones, so yeah. All right. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> uh, the forgetful mind. So you're gonna roll your intelligence and your resolve versus his manipulation plus dominate. And I'm unsuspecting, so I will not be rousing the blood. Mm-hmm. I don't think three is going to cut it. He got six successes. Uh, so three is indeed not going to cut it. Everything, and hey there, Jeffy, every- you, he rewrites your memory uh, that uh, you did in fact see him come in and go out, uh, but he wasn't carrying anything. Um, in fact, what he came back in with was uh, what looked like a an almost like movie prop like spell book, something very typically Tremere. Um, but not a body at all. So he like finishes dragging the body over his shoulder back to um, <laughs> Melinda's place. And Jeffy kind of snaps out of it. And he's just like, <laughs> oh, those kooky Tremere. I hope they don't burn the place down. <laughs> all right. So Melinda, you and Foxglove have spread out some of the spare hotel sheets. Yeah. And I think like as we're like a- preparing everything, You know, we will need to explain this to Eloise, if it works. If it doesn't, well, I don't want to cross that bridge. Should I tell him now? Tell her now? I I mean... I mean, do you... He's he's coming with the body any second. Do you want us to do it, or do you want us to tell Eloise first? Well, Foxglove... Last time, I did not tell Eloise about a plan. No, you're right. You're right. All right. <laughs> I, I get you. You're right. Um, fine. If you want to, I'll, I'll hang out here if you want to go tell her what's happening. Okay. Can this happen at the same time as, like, Jason is, like, getting the body and I'm, like... Yeah, sure, to- sure. Okay. Yeah, so you can, you can go to her while he's doing the sure. Eloise, a uh, quick word. I, I'm still in my meeting with um, Jason. Yes, Melinda, did you figure out a way to get in contact with the prince? Well, not yet, but, um, funny thing. He seemed to have an agenda for tonight. Agenda? It involves involves, um, Foxglove. Um, That's why I called her. Um, You see, there is a chance that Foxglove might no longer be the Foxglove that we all know. 
but still be around. Eloise stands up and is like, what do you mean by that? I've given my child the freedom of choosing and she chose to have a chance of becoming a full vampire and no longer be a thin blood. Melinda, we're supposed to be demonstrating our loyalty to the prince, not undermining her authority. We can't do that without authorization. Is there time to stop it? Well, you see, um, I think, just just hear me out and you can tell me if it's still a bad idea, but just, just hear my reasoning. Unequivocally, okay? no, Melinda. We can talk about this oh. as a long-term plan, but it can't happen like this. And Eloise is going to try and, like, go to wherever this is happening, to Melinda's office. Yeah. To, to the I'm going to, like, Melinda's going to walk quickly next to, like, um, Eloise. Eloise, you don't understand. This is not our decision. And Eloise She's is like, going to turn to Melinda and say, Melinda, this is my coterie. Everything is my decision. You're, um, Melinda is going to try to keep calm. She's not going to raise her voice. She doesn't want to get into a fight with Eloise. Um, what you're saying, Eloise, is 100% truth. But this is our clan. And Jason kind of has, has a final say here. And I think if we're going to contact our prince, we need to have him trust us. Melinda, you've put me in a real difficult situation here tonight. Well, I thought Fox was going to say no, but no, she said yes. Are you sure that in return for this, he can get us into contact with the prince? I'll make sure that before Jason leaves tonight, he's agreed to help us meet with the prince as soon as possible. Make that happen, Melinda. Just, I, I will. But, um, I'm gonna handle this now. And Melinda is going to walk to her studio to be with Foxglove. All right, you see that, uh, Jason has brought in the body bag and he's got it laid out in the middle of the sheets, still zipped up. Foxglove is standing next to him in sort of nervous anticipation. Foxglove, don't die. I don't want to deal with Eloise. Yeah, I don't plan on it. So, uh, any tips here? I just kind of put my fangs in and suck. Um, I'm guessing. Jason, any tips? Jason leans over, he bends down and unzips the body bag and parts it open. And you see the face of your hated rival. Does Frozen. she have a... Go ahead. Uh, does she have like a necklace, a bracelet, anything? On her? I think she probably has like a... She probably has like a, a witchy like pentagram necklace on, I think. Okay, I take that from her body. <laughs> a little memento. Mm-hmm. And you see the stake protruding from her chest, her... Face frozen in surprise and terror. 
before they start, Melinda, Jason, uh, <clears throat> Jason, Melinda, after tonight, I hope you, you understand that I'm loyal to our clan and to you. And Melinda, I hope you understand that you will be rewarded for that loyalty. Yes, of course, thank you. Do you think, um, I mean, we can discuss this later. I remember we're kind of in the middle of something, but do you think we can start with maybe setting up a meeting with the prince? I don't know, maybe? Oh, you have business with the prince. I think I can make those connections. Seeing as okay. we're all one chantry. Wonderful. Um, but I don't want to distract you anymore. Um, well, Fox it's Glove. really um, it's really up to Foxglove now. I, at this point, I, I find that the I think the the bus kind of drives itself, and Foxglove extends her fangs, leans a bit nervously over the still body of the staked kindred. And sinks her fangs in. And begins to drain the vitae. Nervous. She gets to the last drop. And there almost seems to be a, a struggle. Even though the, the body is staked, paralyzed. You know that she can't be struggling. But it seems to be that... that Foxglove really has to kind of fight for that last drop. Um, she... Melinda will scream at Foxglove, like, fight, fight, Foxglove. Come on. As Do you not... say that, Foxglove grips even harder and, and stinks her fangs in even deeper and drinks the heart's blood of the Tremere. The body immediately begins to putrefy as age catches up with it. And Foxglove's usual warm, almost rosy skin becomes pallid pale. Melinda, I think my heart just stopped. And that's where we're going to end for tonight. <laughs>